Hey everyone, welcome back to the AI Train. And this week, Leanne and I decided to chat about the, one of the newer features of ChatGPT, which is GPT Voice. Now, for anyone who hasn't caught up with this because there's been all the massive things going on over at OpenAI, a couple of weeks back, they had this big developer day. And then, of course, Sam Altman got ousted, blah, blah, blah. In the midst of all of that, though, they launched GPT Voice, which is a new feature for the iOS and Android app to be able to talk to GPT and actually hear GPT talk back to you. Now, we've previously had the ability to chat to it in the app before, tap a button, ask it something, but it would only ever respond in text. Now you can chat to it and it'll actually say something back to you, which is freaking cool. And you know, it does change the conversation flow a little bit. Hey, Leanne, have you had much of a play with it? Only a little bit, to be honest, because I haven't really used ChatGPT on the app. I've always done it from the desktop just because I'm usually using it for work purposes. So I'm, you know, in my work mode when on my computer and not using it on my phone. But now that I have this functionality, I reckon I'll use it a lot more on my phone because it'd be great. You know, like those times when you're, you're driving or you're, or you're walking or whatever and you just have a you know quick question, something's popped into your head, you can ask it and it can just say it back to you and you don't have to stop, pull over, whatever, to read it. Um, I think it, it'll be, yeah, quite handy going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I, um, when it first dropped out, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I, I kind of actually, I might have dropped the ball myself actually for a few days. Um, and a friend said to me on, uh, you know, over a message, hey, I just used this GPT voice thing have a go. And I'm like, oh, he's just talking about like tapping the button and talking to it and then it'll like type back to you. Uh, but then I took a look at it as well. And it was, you know, speaking to me, it, it, you first set it up, it goes, hey, do you want uh, one of four voices, which sound incredibly American. I mean, they are incredibly American voices, but yes. I will say it is it's probably one of the best text to speech engines I've ever heard in my life. Um, it sounds natural and the cadence is really interesting. And I'll get onto that in a minute. But um, my first use of it was really like asking it a few questions about what it knew, uh, what it could, if it could look at something on the web for me, that kind of thing. And it did a few things. But, um, you know, soon after I decided, well, you know, let's let's try to use this almost like an interactive podcast. So I set it up in front of my my sink at home and started doing my dishes and just asked I said, hey, can you teach me about quantum physics? And it just went, yep, quantum physics is this. It started- Go for the big topics. Oh, just had to go for the biggest topics possible, right? But um, yeah. the I started asking it for that and it started going like, yep, this is what quantum physics is. This is how to start. Like it just started doing an introduction, almost like a, a 101 kind of university course. But the interesting thing was to get to a certain point and then go, Hey, is this what you want to know? Is this the sort of stuff you'd like to know? Well, can you refine it a bit further? Well, what would you like to know more about these topics? Which I thought was interesting because um, unlike a, a doco or some other type of podcast where it's just all one way, I actually had the ability to then interact with what I was listening to and and get it to reinform what it was going to say to me or, or at least you know start to explore different topics. Um, I soon dropped that though and decided that I would get it to write a novel outline. So I'm a bit of a background fiction writer and um, I've had this sort of concept for an, a, a story so I gave it my concept and then we just started exploring it just backwards and forwards like it started explaining a few things to me about the story and I started to, to ask it questions about what it thought about it um, it gave me some great new ways to think about the story and by the time I got to my message cap which is the unfortunate nature 
of um, GPT right now is this that the the message cap hits uh, pretty quickly. Uh, it I'd fleshed out this really nice kind of novel outline, um, which was really weird. So what happened? Okay, yeah. So first of all, the fact that you said that we started exploring, um, that just opens up this whole can of worms, right? With a, it's like I have this assistant. I have, you know, we're used to with, you know, Siri and, and all of that saying, uh, all right, add that to the shopping list. And I was like, okay, add to the shopping list and that kind of virtual assistant experience. But obviously going this next level of, oh, okay, for example, you, if you are about to, um, you've been asked last minute to run a meeting or, change something in your lecture or whatever it is you could just say all right fill me in what should I add to my talk and what and it could just be that little that little voice in your ear that, <laughs> that just fills you in and what you need to know and you know so you go and fully informed um just yeah it's a side note but I, yeah how did it because when I just played around with it it's just verbally said it there hasn't actually been any text to it either what happened with that novel exploration where's it sit was it quite now is it just audio files or is there a written component it's a great question i kind of wish it was audio files so i could download them and then just listen to them back because i think listening to something goes through a different pathway in your brain so you you get more out of it in some cases and maybe less out of it if you're reading text but um it's now just a chat log on my chat gpt so anything you say to it um, it comes out as just written text in a normal ChatGPT chat flow. Um, and then what it says back to you is exactly the same. Um, the thing that I found interesting with it, though, was that the more I chatted to it, the more it started to pick up human cadence. And what I mean by that is, like, it would do what I'm doing now, which is talk and then pause for a bit, maybe say, um, or to go, um, I think it's this. You know, so it would actually start to pick up on my own idiosyncrasies of how I speak and re almost reflect them back to me mirror-like while I was chatting to it to be able to make it sound more natural, which is a huge leap when it comes down to uh, vo voice and chat interaction uh, for, for a, an AI system. Um, we've seen things similar in what Google has launched through Google I.O. a few years ago. And I think they're still doing that now, which they've got a, a bot that you can get it to make phone calls for you and it will act as your assistant and, you know, actually interact with people. And I think it's still fairly infantile in the way it, it operates, but, you know, it, it has been used fairly well. People have gone out there and actually got uh, their bot to make a phone call and arrange a thing with a company, like say, you know, getting your gardening done, arrange a gardener to come around and, and do gardening at your property. Um, which is cool, but I think this takes it just that extra step further. So the the mirroring of of the the, the speech patterns and and actually that more human interaction was was really nice. The other thing it does too is it drops all of the bullshit that ChatGPT tries to do when you first ask it a question and you go, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And it goes like, "Well, I think of number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. And it just is constantly pushing out that big like you know, list of 10 things that you kind of have to rail over and go, oh, you know, I, I don't know what I'm I'm looking at first. So we have to ask it more questions to refine that process down. It only asks it one at a time or it sort of gives it to you one or two at a time, which is really easier to sit in the brain. So it's it's become my preferred way to talk to ChatGPT rather than through text, depending on the task, of course. If I'm working with it to better generate content, different thing. I'm not going to get it to punch out an article um, and, you know, tell me about the article and talk it back to me, though. 
Yeah, and does it have that um, functionality to access the, the internet as well, like that real-time data that we can do on the desktop? Let me just ask it right now. I mean, we can, let's let's do a live test. We'll, we'll, we'll right, do a first do for the podcast. Yeah, connecting go. to the system. Hey. Hey there. What can I assist you with today? Hey, can you search the web and tell me, is it okay to plant wildflowers in an Australian summer? Let's have a think. Planting wildflowers in Australia is not only okay, it's actually a great idea. Oh, good. There are several reasons why you might want to consider it. First, also... Yeah, I'm going to stop that there. It looks like it during that thinking time, it must have gone off and looked at Bing and, and done a quick Bing search. I'll just take a quick look at it on the background of it and see if it did. And yeah, I'm not sure if it did because it doesn't actually say on the chat log whether it went off to Bing and, and did anything there. I didn't do it in sort of like a real time. And it doesn't say it on the app either. It just has this big cloud, like a thinking bubble and it's thinking about things. So maybe, maybe it did. Maybe if we asked it for something more relevant, like um, to go visit a website and tell me about it, maybe. I'll... But um, no, it, it's it's still something that I think as an assistant, um, yeah, well, like you could you could use it all sorts of ways, but it's that, that message cap. As I said, um, I think after a, maybe five minutes, six minutes of, of just interaction, I hit the message cap and then that locked me out of GPT usage for like three hours. So I couldn't, um, I couldn't continue wow. to use it all day, every day, which is a bit, bit of a sad thing at the moment. Oh, what if you get addicted to it? Um, three hours—that's a long time. I, I think it's it's forty messages every three hours. I think ChatGPT, yeah, so forty messages to every three hours. So because you're you're asking that question one one at a time, you're going backwards and forwards. Um, it you kind of hit that forty really quickly, unfortunately, but um. You've hit across an interesting topic. We were talking about this last night or the other day, and um, what is it? What what's the impact? What what is it like when you you're a lonely individual and you decide that uh, you know ChatGPT is now your best friend? Yeah, I, I think. Oh, well, I mean, there's been. I don't know if you watch um, Big Bang Theory, but for anyone that does, there's this, uh, an episode where Raj gets addicted to Siri um, and kind of dates it <laughs> and treating it like a real girlfriend, and then he has this dream, and yeah. Um, I'm sure there's people out there who look just maybe lonely and just the fact that you can have this voice talking back to you that, like you said, it sounds like just that example before, like also pause, you know, just like how a human would speak, um, it, it might bring comfort to some people. And uh, I mean, obviously you want to hope that it's still got certain things set up so that it's not completely abused and it doesn't <laughs> Um, it's it's used for good than evil, but yeah, it, it might you know be an assistant or just um or playing like the devil's advocate, or if you're trying to make a decision about something and you can't get in touch with your your partner even or your best friend, and you're like, oh, I need to make this, this decision pretty quickly. You can just ask it, and just having this voice back to you can just feel I know it's that have a little bit more substance to it than just reading the advice. So yeah, it, it who knows? And as it gets better in terms of like real time today stuff, um, yeah, it could be a really useful tool. Yeah, I'm thinking like even beyond that companionship, of course. One thing I think there are other apps out there which I won't mention too much on. I see them on Instagram and Facebook messages sometimes, and it's like, hey, you can have build build your virtual girlfriend. She'll send you nudes. Great. Uh, what? 
anyway um outside of that um i, I can imagine like if you're a, an emotionally i wouldn't say inept or stunted but if you have some emotional issues um connected with people generally this might be a way to better break past that from a psychological perspective um it could be a great sort of therapy tool um for people who are like you know not well they're a bit afraid to talk to a human but to talk to a bot that can respond in real time and has that kind of human uh type of speech and and you know it will nurture them a little bit it it, it, it could have really wide-ranging capabilities yeah so just like like calling lifeline but it may feel um might feel too extreme like you might oh no it's only a little issue even if it's major you know um and you may feel too nervous about speaking to a real life person yeah but if you could speak to a bot about that kind of stuff and still get it out of your head you know release the emotion the anger whatever it is frustration and it's been trained like maybe this is how things will go with these you know gpts right the custom stuff there could be a gpt that's like a psychologist, you know, based thing for those with depression or it could be a real niche thing that's programmed to manage. And then, yeah, then if you have these moments of depression, for example, you can then go, all right, feel like this, talk me out of it and and just have that comfort and, you know, you can get that advice without second-guessing or going, oh, no, it's too dumb to share with a real human, but you feel safe enough to share it with a bot and then get that 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 advice that you still need so that yeah that could be a game changer yeah like i mean i i know that there are plenty of people out there asking ChatGPT for all sorts of things everything from you know business advice to dating advice so it's not outside the realms of possibility for some sort of psychological thing here although we will say with one caveat to it as we both know uh quite well can't trust it um, for much in the way of healthcare um, data or information or anything. And shouldn't it should yeah. always be testing that kind of thing with it. So obviously, if you're going to ask, use it for psychological reasons, maybe maybe you actually go seek a therapist there because uh, that's probably a better option right now. But um, I can I can see the rise of like the AI therapist absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think it'd be at there like now. Like just with this new latest release, it, this could be. I mean, look, it could just be a year away for all we know. But, yeah, let it, you know, wait till it develops 100%. In terms of the health stuff, you know, they had disclaimers because it doesn't know your full situation, your health background, unless you obviously give it, um, or the status of your heart and all this other stuff that it can't get monitor before it gives you that advice. You're right. Say yet because I know it's probably going to happen. But, yeah, there's these little things like, oh, business advice, 100%. Like, there's so many um, things out there that we don't even know are accessible to us just because you don't know what you don't know. And it, it could be a real great tool. I mean, if it's every state has their own one or it's a you know a nationwide thing if for when re- relevant. But how cool would that be? Oh, just tell me I'm starting a business. What are the next steps right now? What are the resources I need to check out? Great, thank you. And you know the reliable sources. Um, I mean, that's also a thing too. We'll have to wait until we know that it's properly, yeah, trained to use the best sources. But even that's got biases, right? Like what's how you define the best? Everyone's going to have different opinions. But, yeah, so much potential, I reckon. Um, 
yeah, is there anything else? Anything else you reckon could be helpful for? Oh, look, I mean, I think there's there's a whole wide range of tools here. Like, I mean, can you imagine if you're a, uh, I don't know, you're in a, looking to it, almost like YouTube? We know when YouTube first came out, and everyone's like, oh my god, video on the web, this is amazing. And um, one of the things that we use YouTube now for is, of course, entertainment. But there's also the secondary part of that, which is education. So going in and looking at a YouTube video and being able to, you know, take a part out of your car, clean it, and put it back in, and your car works better is now more possible because you can look at YouTube and watch a video and, and follow those sort of things step by step. Imagine if you had this thing over your shoulder and you could say, okay, well, I've just taken my ratchet spanner and I've taken the the number five bolt out of the camshaft. What do I do now? And it just, it instructs you through the process to be able to build skills. I think there's there's that from an education perspective, there's there's a, a huge amount of value there of, of taking it away from a text-based thing and putting it into a verbal-based uh, learning experience because then you don't have to you can just talk to it you, you can your hands are free you can focus on the task you're doing that's what, that's kind of thing yeah like if you get a flat tire or something and you're in you're panicking because it's the side of a busy road or, or whatever it is and you know it'll tell you the instructions and then what would be good for someone like me is um yeah okay what does that tool look like again and yeah. then it shows a picture on the screen I'm like okay Thank you. I, I can now, you know, find that and and I feel I can do this myself. So it can be quite empowering then. And um you don't have to freak out about these situations or what do I do if just you know car stuff as well? If or I hit someone, like what well, what kind of details should I be swapping or any of that kind of stuff too? Like just life skills, you know, what they don't teach you at school. And if you don't learn from your parents or your mates, you just don't know until you're in the situation. Uh, that that'd be really cool too. Yeah, okay. There's a, a an incredible range of of different uh, skills you get to attract and and you know access through the tool. Like I was just thinking, like if you were imagine if you were at, you know you're out in the bush and for some reason you've got a really good internet connection, um, but you're out in the bush, you fall over and you I don't know break a leg. You can call the the ambos and the ambos can or you can call the the um the ambulance service I should say for all the international listeners. Call the ambulance service and um, have them come out to you, of course, or try to sort of get rescue to you. But it might be, you know, an hour, two hours for them to be able to get there. In the meantime, you know, they can guide you through some first aid stuff. But, you know, what happens when they're not on the phone call or the phone drops or you haven't got, you, you can't contact them again uh, or you can't get onto them? But you've got ChatGPT there or you've got, you know, a voice AI system and you can say, hey, I'm not feeling great. Can you? Or, or my leg isn't looking good. It's doing these things. Can you suggest some some things I could do? You know, it, I'm not saying it's going to save a life, but yeah, you know, maybe one day. Yeah, uh, yeah. You already got with um, like Google Lens and stuff. You can take photos of things too. So just thinking, like if you were bitten by a snake or a spider or something. Once again, for you know those overseas, you know Australia is known for it. Uh, doesn't happen as often as they they say, but you know if you are in the bush and you are bitten by something and then you can quickly take a photo and say all right what is this okay now what's the best way to deal with this am i doomed uh <laughs> uh yeah all these possibilities i mean that like we say with the wi-fi would be a massive factor and if you are in the bush you yeah probably want to somehow be built into an app or whatever uh but yeah all these types of things it will just be extremely useful just having just once again the voice thing because if you're in if you're panicking or you're stressed or you're multitasking, definitely having it said to you can be, you know, and then you've also got the written um, yeah, proof of it. Because I know I'm I'm not always great with listening to instructions. <laughs> um, 
So I'm happy to hear it, go, oh, cool, yep, no, that all makes sense. But then later on I forget and I can go back and refer to the, the written text. So that that is good, actually, that has that eventually. Hey, if it has the audio file as well, um, like you said, then that can be really useful too, especially if you're like, oh, this be, hey, I, I got a podcast episode, you know, right now and you can record it out in the move, you know, out and about and that you can use that audio file and upload it. But yeah, all these other things that you could do. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say podcasts. Um, I did have this quirky thought of like, could I host a podcast with it? As in, could I co-host a podcast with ChatGPT? Um, I'm, if it hasn't had happened yet, I'm sure it will happen sometime. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, you know, you have callers call in and <laughs> do it at home or do it, you know, with us. And then we'll have that banter or I'll have that banter and add to there's probably something there. I'm sure it'll happen. Oh, more than likely, more than likely. Anyway, look, that's probably us for today. We've gone a little bit over time, but, uh, you know, as always, like and subscribe us on all the platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, CastBox, you know, wherever you can find a good podcast, we will be there. And of course, if you've got any questions or you'd like to respond to us or just send some feedback, you can always find us on the links in the show notes to uh, to just to yell at us and, and send stuff, stuff through if you like. Yeah, don't yell too loudly. More positive yelling. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it and we will see you next time. Absolutely. See you on the flip side, guys. Bye.